Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Top Stories. It's Andy Zaltzman here doing my best impression of producer Chris. Strike a light, governor. I think that's how he talks. Let's go to May 2010 and, yes, that man Vladimir Putin was being a nice guy. Hang on, of course he wasn't. He was being a dick. Allegations of voter fraud this time were being dismissed by the Russian president and you can probably guess who he blamed instead. Top story this week. Russia has problems counting votes. <laughs> there's been... <laughs> it's funny because they say vote, Andy. Yeah. Uh, there's been big trouble <laughs> in uh, little Russia this week. Uh, to be fair, Russia is littler than it used to be as a landmass since the morbidly obese USSR was put on Gorbachev's intense perestroika diet <laughs> and lost an incredible 15 republics in just two years. <laughs> giving it that bikini body borderline that it was looking for so it could feel better about itself. Uh, there have been outrage over allegations of voter fraud in last weekend's uh, Russian parliamentary elections. And what's surprising is not so much that there was voter fraud in Russia as the fact that there was any outrage over it. <laughs> How can you be outraged, Andy, over something that everyone just assumes is going on all the time? <laughs> the anger seems to come from upset at how brazenly the government was doing it. There, there were reports and online videos of election officers openly stuffing ballot boxes and altering the results right in front of people. <laughs> We've all been there. It's, it's like Russia is a long-suffering wife who has tolerated her husband's cheating for years, but who snaps once he, she realises he can't even be bothered to try hiding it anymore. <laughs> So we well, you know when Vladimir Putin is starting to look a little bit shaky as a leader, things must be going unbelievably <laughs> f***ing badly. So he has, of course, tried to jab the finger of blame into the eyes of other people, John. So let's have a quick multiple-choice question, Buglers. Uh-huh. Who has Putin blamed for the protests in his country? Is it A, himself, acknowledging that his government's policies have created dissatisfaction and inequality? and have allowed institutionalised corporate corruption to siphon off Russia's oil and mineral wealth to a hyper-wealthy micro-elite. Was it B, he blamed cruel, cruel fate? Or was it C, he blamed America? Any guesses? Ooh. A combination of B and C with none of B, Andy. <laughs> well, you're absolutely correct. The old favourite, surely the first rule of being a leader in a protesting country. When in doubt, blame America. They've all done it, Ahmadinejad, Chavez, Gaddafi, Kim Jong-il, Mugabe, Assad, Blatter. They've, they've all blamed <laughs> America. And specifically, Putin blamed Hillary Clinton for fomenting the increasingly stroppy opposition in Russia. And, you know, as chat-up lines go, John, that is, that is going to struggle to work, I think, for Putin. The, the United Russia Party, to which the Prime Minister, but really the President, Vladimir Putin, <laughs> and President, but not really the President, Dmitry Medvedev, 
uh, belong. Lost seats overall, but not nearly as many seats as most people think they should have lost. United Russia finished as the leading party, but with slightly less than 50% of the vote, controlling 238 seats, down from the 315 seats that it used to hold. The Communist Party finished second in the balloting, followed by Just Russia, a social democratic party. And Just Russia sounds like a health drink, Gandhi. No sugar, no additives. Just Russia. The, the ele- <laughs> What's in that, John? The, <laughs> Apart from 300 years of alcoholic suffering. <laughs> the elections received a poor report from the OSCE, the Organisation for Security and Cooperation in Europe, which said that, the uh, it, uh, in general, the election had been well organised... But, they <laughs> too, said... Too well organised, yeah, some would yeah, say. Yeah. But, they said, there were severe problems with the, and I quote, counting process. <laughs> is, that, is that not one of the most important elements in any election, Andy? The whole counting part. <laughs> if you f*** that up, it renders the rest of it pretty pointless, does it not? It's like spending hours baking a beautiful cake and then letting a horse take a dump on top of it. <laughs> sure, the cake preparation was flawless, but you'd still have to accept that it's now technically inedible. Well, it depends. Depends who's... Pre- I, mean, I reckon Blumenthal could pull that off. <laughs> cake with a horse dump on top. Public unrest apparently started beginning when Vladimir Putin, who was president for eight years before having to step aside due to constitutional mandate, announced in September that he was planning on returning to the presidency. Some started complaining that they'd been duped by the one-term Medvedev presidency, which suddenly looked like a convenient way of keeping Mr Putin in power. Hold on, Andy, again. (laughs) I thought everyone agreed that that was exactly what was happening at the time. Medvedev could not have been any more of a puppet leader without Putin balancing him on his knee and shoving his hand up his arse. All I'll say is this. I've never seen Medvedev speak and Putin drink a glass of water at the same time. (laughs) I've never seen that happen, Andy. And Putin has, over the last four years, worn an alarming number of surgical gloves. So let's... (laughs) I'm going to read into that what you will, Buglers. Uh, I mean, the allegations of uh, big-time electoral fraud really surfaced after uh, the results came back in the constituency of St. Petersburg Central when Lenin won with a majority <laughs> of 1.5 million votes. <laughs> so I guess that kind of raised suspicions. Uh, Putin said, We are required to protect our sovereignty. We have to think about strengthening the law and holding more responsible... Uh, let me... This needs just a little... Hang on. Um... In response to the protests, Vladimir Putin said, um, we have to think about strengthening the law and holding more responsible those who carry out the task of a foreign government to influence internal political processes. And I think, if I may, in turn, my Russian's a bit rusty, but I think what he meant to say by that was, can someone get me those train time tables to Siberia? I need to make some bookings for some people. <laughs> The key difference between this clearly rigged election and all the other clearly rigged elections in Russia's past seems to be the internet. It's a lot harder for state-controlled TV to have the blanket influence it once had with social networks around. Apparently, 60 million Russians now have access to the internet out of a population of just over 140 million. And by 2016, when the next voting cycle will start, as much as 75 or 80 percent of Russian voters will have online access. And it wasn't just the videos of voter fraud that went viral around the internet. The Russian government also found it difficult to control Twitter. In October, a pro-government uh, activist tried to celebrate Mr Putin's birthday with a hashtag Spasibo Putin Zayeto, translated as Thanks Putin for that. But his plan backfired as the hashtag became a magnet for jokes at the Prime Minister's expense. <laughs> 
Never underestimate, Andy, how childish people can be, even when living in a repressive regime. If you give them a hashtag like, thanks Putin for that, they're going to use it to proceed that sentence with insulting comments. That's the human instinct to mischief. <laughs> of course, the Russians use their personal brand of humour with tweets such as, Russia leaves the souls of poets dead. Thank Putin for that. <laughs> even with oil, there's no money. Thank Putin for that. And my personal favourite, there is no point for us to live in Russia. Thank Putin for that. <laughs> it's a dark sense of humour the Russians have, Andy. It's an observational comedy that they enjoy. Just observational comedy about the bleakest parts of human existence. Here are some classic Russian jokes that they are, they are known to enjoy. Why did the chicken cross the road? For no reason, his journey was futile. The only true journey that chicken is on is toward death. A journey in which we join him. That one is uh, popular <laughs> with kids across Russia. Also, there's knock, knock, who's there? The, the who? The secret police, where is your husband? <laughs> that was an office circular this year that proved very popular too. <laughs> All right, Chekhov. <laughs> but the uh, the government has... Uh, they've also been on Twitter, John. Um, and I think we can maybe do a big Brass Balls nomination for Alexei Navalny, who's an opposition blogger and political activist who specialises in kind of anti-corporate fraud shtick. And I do hope, doing that, that he has a rock-solid life insurance policy. But he was arrested at one of the protests and sent to jail for 15 days. That does slightly show that Russia has lost its edge. <laughs> Just send them to jail for 15 days. What about wipe out his entire village in 15 minutes? Uh, but he is said to have coined the term Bardia uh, Zhulikov Ivorov, which I'm sure you don't need me to tell you means party of crooks and thieves to describe <laughs> the United Russia Party. And this week, pretend President Medvedev, on his official Twitter account, talking about Navalny, said, a person who writes in their blog the words party of crooks and thieves is a stupid, cock-sucking sheep. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> Smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, the tweet was quickly deleted and described by the Kremlin as a mistake, but, well, many a true word is tweeted in jest. <laughs> <laughs> but that's... I mean, that is hardly surprising, Andy. As, as we've mentioned, you know, Russian President Medvedev is so much of a puppet, he's apparently biologically 70% felt. But... <laughs> Vladimir Putin, who was voted at school once most likely to one day utter the words, kill him, <laughs> ha has been really losing face over this, not only with uh, the controversy around the, all these voting irregularities, but also with embarrassing clips on YouTube. One clip shows that he was recently booed while attending a mixed martial arts fight between Russia's Fyodor Emelianenko and, uh, and America's Jeff the Snowman Monson, which, <laughs> incidentally, is not a particularly intimidating fighter nickname. <laughs> it's, it's probably best to name yourself after something that doesn't completely melt whenever the temperature goes over 50 degrees. <laughs> the Russian won the fight. Uh, presumably by pointing a hairdryer at his opponent. <laughs> but when Putin climbed into the ring to congratulate him, the crowd booed. Now, state television cut out before the booing started, but these YouTube clips show the embarrassing event in all its humiliating glory. But even the YouTube clips cut out before Putin presumably looks at the crowd and mutters, uh, kill them, kill <laughs> all of them. <laughs> the key question in the midst of all of this turmoil, Andy, is one that lingers in the hearts of millions of people around the world. I have a bracelet with the key acronym for this question that I look at many times a day. The letters are WDMGT. And the question is, 
What does Mikhail Gorbachev think? <laughs> There's hardly any decision I make in my life, Andy, without thought processes not somewhere in my mind. And as it turns out, regarding the Russian elections, Mikhail Gorbachev is not happy. <laughs> on Wednesday, he called on the authorities to annul the election result and hold a new one, saying... More and more people are starting to believe that the election results are not fair. I believe that ignoring public opinion discredits the authorities and destabilises the situation. Adding, I'm Mikhail f***ing Gorbachev, so you better f***ing listen to me. Gorbachev then went even further, arguing that the authorities must admit that there have been numerous falsifications and ballot stuffing. And then added, remember, I'm Mikhail f***ing Gorbachev. <laughs> Anyone who in this room who is Mikhail Gorbachev, raise your hands right now. Only me? That's what I thought. See you later, you f***ing losers. <laughs> that was another top story. Thank you for listening. The latest Bugle is in your pod feed now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs> 